Hey guys, this is Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. I'm joined this week by Ryan McKinnell as Misha's looking to wrap things up over in Celebrity Big Brother. We talk a lot of Undertaker. He's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Who should induct him? Should he be the solo inductee? Also, what are the best entrance songs? We put together our Mount Rushmore of entrance music. Here we go. The Undertaker is officially being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, um, arguably the biggest icon in all of professional wrestling. The man who has done it all. Uh, What an incredible career this man has had. Uh, In about time. It's about damn time that we get Undertaker in there. And I feel like the timing is perfect. You know, we kind of have those moments of Undertaker having those WrestleMania moments, having those matches. Is he coming back? What's going on? What's his question mark? Is he retiring? Is he back in the ring? We weren't really sure where we were at with it. Um, So now knowing Undertaker has hung up the boots, he's hung up the gloves, he's hung up the hat. Uh, and now he's going into the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. One of the absolute best to ever do it. Yeah, and in terms of characters, because, like, we, we, when you think of greatest of all time, it's not to say Hulk Hogan, Terry Balea wasn't a character. He absolutely was, um, especially his time goes by. But uh, Steve Austin, <laughs> you know, a character amplified. HBK, Shawn Michaels, a character amplified. The Undertaker is a creation from the mind of Vince McMahon. He is a dead man undertaker that was pitted with Paul Bearer. It was, I, I mean, Paul Bearer. Oh, absolutely amazing. Renee, there is no undertaker without Paul Bearer, right? Paul Bearer is one person. Uh, I never got the chance to, to meet him in WWE. Our paths never crossed, unfortunately. Yeah. I always wish that I got to meet him because uh, I never heard anything but the, the best things about him. Just That's such awesome. a great human being, great you know, great person, great character. So I'm really sad that I didn't get to meet him. But uh, those two as an act, of course, you add in Kane into that mix as well. The Brothers sure. of Destruction. Sure. Um, yeah, you, you know, just the streak of The Undertaker. The fact that, that that took over our lives for like 30 years of waiting for that streak to end. Of course, Brock Lesnar was the, the man to do it in New Orleans. Yep. Um, and I'll never forget that moment of being at one of the monitors just outside Gorilla, actually standing next to Cody Rhodes and uh, and seeing that the Brock Lesnar had defeated Undertaker and everybody looking at each other like, was that the finish? Is that was that supposed to happen? Like it shook everybody to their core the fact that the undertaker streak at wrestlemania ended um and in that fashion and in such a way that it really made people be like wait was that supposed to happen like it was just an unbelievable moment i i will never forget being able to to just witness that for for what it was and, and amongst everybody else in the back really feeling the same way it was such a cool cool moment um but yeah i mean so, okay so undertaker going to hall of fame this year who do yeah. you think should induct him Well, we just said the name, right? But he is unfortunately no longer with us. Uh, But Mm -hmm. if uh, Percy Pringle, Paul Bear, was still walking this earth, um, I think Paul Bear would be the man to uh, introduce him, introduct him. Introduct him? Yeah, good job, Introduce? It's early. It's early. It's a Monday. Talk to me on Wednesday when I'm with Angie Hill. I'll be normal and uh, completely functional. Um, But, no, I mean, listen, you have so many choices. We actually talked about it this weekend on Busted Open, Renee. Like, uh, I wouldn't be mad if it was just a – 
essentially a carousel. Just run in six or seven different important people I like throughout that. the life and times of The Undertaker. Have the whole night be a celebration of him. Do it almost like a podcast, right? We just had Daniel uh, Brian Danielson on, right? We got Jimmy Smith coming up here uh, at the top of next hour, right? Like, book the guests. Book it all about, well, this show's about, you know, obviously mixed martial arts and pro wrestling, but that Hall of Fame show is going to be all about The Undertaker, right? So don't have just one person introduce him. And if you are going to have one person say the name, Renee, have it just be Vince. Maybe Vince just comes out because I know he doesn't, we talked about it. Vince doesn't like to talk at these things, but maybe Vince doesn't even want to, like, it is like illegal to even mention Vince in your (laughs) Hall of Fame speech. It is a big no no. You are not allowed to thank Vince. Uh, You know, anyone being inducted knows it. Any of the writers that are helping uh, the talent be inducted into the Hall of Fame and working on the speeches, you do not mention Vince. He does not want to be thanked. He wants to remain. I mean, you can't really say anonymous and Vince McMahon in the same sentence. It doesn't work that way, but he does not want that credit. I agree. (laughs) I think Vince would be the perfect person to induct him, but I just don't know if he will. But there's always exceptions to things. Maybe Vince makes an exception, but I do like the idea of the carousel. So who all would be on the carousel? Obviously, Kane. Um, I feel like Hunter obviously has to be in there. Uh, Sean has to be in there, of course. I think Michelle McCool, of course, his wife would have to be on there uh, to talk about him. Um, Renee, maybe she goes last. Maybe she's the one. Everyone tells their stories. Everyone gives their perspective. Then you bring in the family and and, and obviously a, a well-known superstar in her own right, Michelle McCool, to introduce her husband. Or or you make her Gosh. go first. I don't know. First or last. Either way, she deserves prime placement in that. But, yeah, the carousel is great. And I think right there, uh, I, I think that's a great list. You know, I, I mean, I mean, maybe – I know he was on the opposite side of things so many times, but Paul Heyman, they don't have that direct yeah. connection. But Heyman, obviously, in WCW, uh, uh, you know, ECW, WWF, WWE, the man uh, is as good as it comes, not only on a microphone, but in terms of understanding the business and the and the history of the business. I wouldn't mind hearing Heyman give a few words. Like, I mean, you could just, you could have everyone. I, I mean, if it's all about Honestly. The Undertaker, Renee... Anyone that's had that. And the, okay, so that kind of begs the other question is, you know, as soon as it was announced that Undertaker was going to be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, a big conversation that started to happen I saw online was, should he be the sole inductee into WWE yeah. this year? And I, I don't think that's a bad idea um, because it is going to be all about the Undertaker. So you can imagine anybody else that gets a call to go in this year. It's like... Who else can you possibly induct the same year as The Undertaker and really give them the proper credit that they deserve for their career? Um, you know, you, yeah, I mean, you, you have Undertaker out there, and that's just going to that's gonna soak up the spotlight 100%. But you make it into that entire spectacle. He gets the whole show. I think it's a- of no, you don't let it all all be about the Undertaker because what is that going to say going forward for the likes of a John Cena or The Rock? Like both of those men would have a stake a claim to be uh, inducted by themselves. But then you made a great point, Renee. 
and others have made it as well. It's it's the fact that it comes down to what would it mean for everybody else on that bill? I mean, yeah. it's the Undertaker show and your moment, your Hall of Fame legacy moment is essentially an aside to an entire And it's night. also and like you you get five minutes for your speech. You get yeah. five minutes for your speech. Do not go over yeah. your time because it's going to be an hour for Undertaker's uh, in- induction yes. because there's going to be, you know, however many people. You don't, you can't give a, a quick introduction to The Undertaker. I mean, you got to look back at his whole yeah. career, everything he has done for the business um, and, and the things that I'm sure he's going to continue to do for the business. He's a guy that just he, he loves it and, you know, he's around as, as much as he can be, I think, I, I'm assuming still to a certain degree. Um but yeah, it's it's a really interesting conversation about like what that would mean going forward. To me, The Undertaker's a standalone. Yes, there's The Rock. Yes, there's John Cena. And there's these guys that are these untouchable, special, special guys. But The right. Undertaker is completely his own thing. I mean, I think even just character-wise, you want to talk about a guy that for the majority of his career was able to maintain a certain amount of kayfabe about who he was and the the type of man he was. He really kept people guessing like, who is this guy? Uh, he, he really is his own standalone act. No one can touch that. Yeah. Let's not forget. This is a dude who just got Twitter like a year ago. Like he did it. Like I mean, you and talk it's about still uh, weird shrouded. To see him on there, like mm. <laughs> it is, it, it is right. But you're talking about a guy who's shrouded in secrecy, and it, you know, uh, the the million dollar mystery a uh, uh, team member at the Survivor Series in '91, uh, I believe it was. Uh, he was terrifying. He was terrifying in '91, and he was terrifying in '08, '09 when he showed down with Shawn Michaels and had those incredible matches. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a dude that 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 kept his status among the elite of the elite from almost Renee the moment he showed up on the scene, uh, a top dog. And it's that's incredible in the business of pro wrestling. Okay, so that being said, when he's being inducted, does he stay in full gimmick or is he coming out in a, in a suit? I think he should come out in in Undertaker. I want to see the hat. And, you know, the, the, the jacket, I want the whole look. I don't know that I want to see it to just be, I mean, not, I don't want to say just Mark Calloway. Of course not. He's amazing. <laughs> but, like, I feel yeah, like yeah, you want to yeah. see that Undertaker. You, you need the gong. You want to hear him come out. But then is it weird when he gives a speech? I don't know. It's a weird. <laughs> how do you pull that off in the best way? What it, makes it, the it, most sense? It is weird. I don't know. I, I, I don't really have I, – I don't care one way or the other. I think when you have everybody else, though, in suits, and I think most people have done their induction uh, acceptance speeches in suits, right? Yeah, usually. I think so. I can't, I the, yeah. I think the majority. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, here's, here's what I would say. I'm cool with either one just as long as the last thing we see slash here is that gong playing us off the stage because that Agreed. I mean Renee you were you were in the building for way more than I was but I was lucky enough to be in there for a couple when that hits your you get goosebumps your oh your, your arm hair raises up I will never forget the first time that I was on commentary like the fact that I've, I've been able to commentate Undertaker matches is unbelievable to me. Crazy. I cannot Crazy, believe right? that that's a thing that has happened. <laughs> that I have been on a headset talking about the Undertaker during <laughs> matches. But I will always remember I was when they used to have the desk up at the very top of the ramp. 
Um, and I didn't know Undertaker was going to be there. This would have been the lead up to WrestleMania. And I knew something was happening at the end of the show, but I didn't know what it was. And then to have Undertaker's music hit and to be right there for it when you're on the ramp and you see Undertaker come out of Gorilla and you see the entire arena erupt, nothing can touch that. Like nothing will make you giddy like that and a fan like that. And it's just, it's such a special thing. It's so cool. And I'm so happy that I got to be a part of that in like some capacity. It's really cool. Okay. <laughs> so hypothetically, you know, we mentioned the, the carousel idea of a, a few people inducting yeah. the undertaker into the hall of fame. If you had to pick just one, who is it for you? Mick Foley. Oh shit. Because of the moment. That's a really yeah, good moment. one. Yeah, yeah, and that's he, a Mick really good light. answer. He, yeah, he's light. He's respected. When I say light, I mean he's he's charismatic. He he's a very joyful person. When you see very him, charming, you feel happy. very warm. Yeah. yeah, yes, warm, warm. That is the word. That is the warm. Right. He's a very warm, very charismatic, and very intelligent individual. So in terms of articulating, he has a way with words. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. And again, Renee, the history. I mean, I mean, not just Hell in a Cell, which is obviously really important. But yeah, Mick Foley would be my pick. God, that's a really great option. My my mind just automatically just goes Kane, 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 Kane. Maybe Vince, Kane, Kane, Kane. But God, Mick is such a great answer. And I feel like you want to talk about somebody who's really going to do it justice. And yeah, really tell that tale of The Undertaker as the character, you know, the career of him, all those things. I feel like um, knowing how seriously Mick takes, um, you know, roles like that and wanting to really put people over. Um, in the proper way, I know that he would spend so much time writing out what his speech was going to be and making sure that it was absolutely perfect. Um, God, that's a really great answer. Mick, 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 Mick. I love that. Adding in the fact that they are going to be in Texas for for this, uh, for WrestleMania, for Hall of Fame, for, for that whole WrestleMania week, it, it does make a lot of sense. I'm really excited to watch yeah. this. I'm really excited to see how the production all comes together uh, for this. Um, I always look forward to Hall of Fame. I always think it's a lot of fun. I always really enjoyed working it. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what all gets brought to the table with that. Okay, who can, who else can you think of that you think could possibly be deserving of a solo induction into the Hall of Fame? You mentioned The Rock. You mentioned John Cena. I mean, it's it's that's yeah. a it's a super short list when you consider Austin's already in, HBK is already in, right? Um, who I I can't really think of anybody else that is that would be of that caliber to be deserving of a of of a moment like that. Yeah, like when Brock when Brock those, goes in, that will be a very yeah. special moment. That could be one, but we don't. Lord knows how much longer that guy could be going. I mean, Honestly. he's just—he's a freak. Yeah, he's yeah. a freak, and he's a power guy. And those power guys can, you know, you can really make it last. You know what I yeah. mean? You can, yeah. with your with your move set and with you with the way you, you know, take care of yourself. And, and Brock doesn't have a hellish schedule. In fact, Brock has never had a hellish schedule because that's him. exactly. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, good for him. He gets gigantic bags, and yes. he shows up basically when he wants. Salute yeah. to you, Brock Lesnar. That is Honestly. was not derogatory in any sense, but yeah, <laughs> he's one of them. Seen as one of them, but the only one that I think truly would deserve it after the Undertaker, and probably the if the Undertaker is a solo inductee, the only one that I think will be one. Um, in, while, while we're alive, Renee, uh, it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, yeah, it, 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 and, and, and again, all due respect to what he did in the ring, it was a it was a relatively short run, Renee. Like, all things yeah. considered. Oh, my gosh, I mean, it no was doubt. Or, yeah, yeah. Yes, so, no. Uh, but, 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 but. Biggest actor in Hollywood, uh, pop culture icon. I mean, icon. Yeah. eclipsed everyone. Yeah. He's eclipsed everyone. He's eclipsed yeah. Ric Flair. He's eclipsed Hollywood Hogan. He's eclipsed everyone that has ever, ever been involved in pop culture and pro wrestling and been that crossover star. Undertaker's one of them. All due respect, no you yeah. all have nothing on Dwayne Johnson. And that's a <laughs> testament to how much of a monster that dude is. He's the biggest yep. actor in Hollywood. He's Schwarzenegger. He's Stallone. He is a box office behemoth. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included in most subscriptions. So WWE on Fox had tweeted out, who is the Mount Rushmore of entrance music? Um, we're talking just WWE entrance music here. I feel like we have to. Um, I just uh, During our commercial break, I, uh, I put together my list because that's how I do my prep for a show um, is in the commercial breaks. Um, and, okay, I, I'm proud of the list that I came up with. But there's a lot okay. of asterisks. There's a lot of swap ins. So I have a total of seven options here. I know we only need four. So yeah. my top, my top four, and then I've got my backups. My top four. Taker, you have to. This has been a very taker heavy episode. Um, which has. rightfully so. But nothing will pump people up more than the lights going out and the gong. Holy shit. Followed up by the glass smashing of Stone Cold, HBK, and Hunter. I yeah. love Triple H's music. Triple H's music pumps me up every time. I love a Triple H entrance. Um, yeah, those are my. Those are gonna be my top four. Do you want to know what my other three are now, or would you like to do your four? Uh, let's. Let's do my four just in case you give me any ideas with your other okay. three. Okay. okay. I don't want to steal from your other three because I did the same thing. I I'm also do my prep during the break. Consummate professionals. Think alike. That's right. Absolutely. That's why these shows are so amazing. Um, okay. So I will do a little bit of a pivot. I wanted to put HBK in there. Um, I wanted to put Triple H in there. But how about just using them together and making the original DX theme in there? Okay. All right. I can get on with that. Are you ready? Then the bass ah, line hits. Oh, my God. I know. It is so, really great. It's, okay. it's tough, Renee. So I'll go with uh, the original DX theme. Then uh, we go on to Austin. I mean, I'm uh -huh. with you on that. When the glass smashes, all hell is breaking loose. Um, mm -hmm. My next one? 
This one's for me. I got a couple in here for that are only for me, and you're asking me my favorite walkouts. So uh, Ultimate Warrior, when those guitars okay. hit and he came down and ran down the runway and shook those ropes, I mean, I was a little warrior. I had the neon, you know, uh, shoelaces <laughs> tied around my arm. I wasn't vascular. I'm still not vascular. I don't, <laughs> I don't have that complexity or build. Um, but I thought I was vascular. I thought I was a little warrior. So next we go over to Warrior. Uh, Austin, ropes, baby. Warrior. Yeah, yeah. All right, wait. My headphone was falling off. Um, and then finally, uh, I heard it. Pre- hey, I heard it perform this weekend, Renee, when I went and saw Kill Switch Engage live uh, at Brooklyn Bowl here in Vegas. This fire by uh, Kill Switch Engage, which was CM Punk's uh, music. Well, for at one time during WWE, yep. and that is, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite walkouts in in WWE history. And a piece, I think, I think. A piece of WWE history. I don't know if uh, there's truth to this, but I think that music was originally supposed to go to Randy Orton. Really? Interesting. Yeah, and he passed on it or something. I don't know how much. Oh truth wow. Is. Anyway, but that's huh. my four. Okay, so God, mm, damn. <sighs> okay, these are the other three that I had, but okay. I have a lot to add to this. Okay, so I had Ric Flair's music because <laughs> no matter any time that yeah. hits, you just want to like start chopping and you you know. Well, here's here's one thing that I had along the lines of Ric Flair. Obviously, it's a classical song. I don't remember the the the, the exact name of, of Rick's walkout, but I had Macho Man on there for that same mm-hmm. reason, because pomp and circumstance, I'll still hear it to this day. And I equate yes. it to Randy Savage. I yes. don't know who composed that for as all as I know. Randy no, it's Savage like Brian's music, too. Brian's music has yep. that. Yeah, same thing. Um, okay, so then I, I yep. you have to have the rock on there as well because that's one that like it hits and the people yeah. erupt. But I think that's more so because people are dying to see him, obviously. But like I, I, to me, that like that music doesn't stand out like quite as much. I, I I would give like Austin's music over Rock's for sure. And then I I gotta give a nod to Cena's. Yeah. Because Cena's is one of those other ones yes. that, like, it hits, and people go bonkers for that. Oh, my gosh. That's Can a great I, I'm gonna add. I'm going to add one more before I give you the floor again. Edge's music. You think you know me? Oh, my God. Come on. Doesn't that make you, like, pumped up? Yeah, but I can't put it over the brood. Okay. How did you so feel when talking, you came out talking, to the brood if- entrance? Oh, I, I, every, well, he's, every time he's done it, the last couple of times, I mean, I, yeah. I, oh, in SummerSlam, I lost my mind. I turned into a 14 year old and started throwing <laughs> shit in the air and acted like a complete mark. Like I, I, I remember doing this show that Saturday and be like, this is all I want from SummerSlam. I just want a brood <laughs> entrance. And then I got it. So yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> Renee, there are so many great ones because I was joking with Russo uh, in, in the break, Cobb, King of Banner, Mike over there. Um, you know, the, the finisher and the entrance are two of the most important parts of a character of a package, yes. right? Like, yeah, and we have been obviously lucky to have great finishers, but some of the, 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 the ring walks and the music that we've come accustomed to our favorite stars is just, I mean, they last forever. Sandman, uh, in ECW yeah. coming out to Metallica. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not WWE and it's not, but I cult mean, of personality is another big on one Russia. too. I mean, you talk punk music, Shh. cult of personality is huge. I can't Hell hear yes. like a riff of that and not have it stuck in my head all day. That one yep. that, that will always get me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so hard to pick, but okay. So we, we've rattled off a lot of best ofs. 
For the women, though, who of the women do you think has pretty iconic music? Ooh. I'll tell well, you what I Charlotte, love. But it's yeah, it's, it's ripped, yeah, from, you get ripped from pops a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah and that's exactly. like you know, Natty right, gets yeah. to come out to the to the um right. the heart music. Um, well, the woman we I were like, talking about earlier in the show, Lita. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lita's Lita's got great music. I will say one that I really love is Trisha's music sung by Xavier Woods because he knows every single word to Trisha's entrance music. Um, okay. So that might be I've one heard of yeah, that version. Most people haven't. It usually happens at Gorilla during Trisha's moment, uh-huh. uh, during her segment on uh-huh. Raw or SmackDown, um, where Woods will just be singing her entrance music uh Every single word. It's it's really that, spectacular. Can I, can I just say that dude is such a fan, uh, and it, I admire best. him so much. We were uh, uh, we were talking about it before the show started. The GCW show where your husband uh, confronted uh, Nick, Nick Gage, Gage, right? Yeah. Um, I believe that was the same card as Two Cold Scorpio and Chris Bay, and um, that happened earlier in the night. And Xavier Woods was doing a signing across town, not across town. He was downtown in the general area down here in Vegas, but he was doing like a signing or like a video game tournament. Anyway, he was getting paid to be somewhere else and I'm not blowing up his spot, but he wanted to see Scorpio and Bay wrestle so badly. He ran over, watched the match and then ran back. Like, I mean, that dude is an absolute lover. Yeah, of professional yeah. wrestling. I just Woods yeah, I just is wanna, the best. Yeah, he's the man. Love, love me yeah. some Xavier Woods. Um, I'm trying to think of for like uh, oh Paige. You know what? I would give Paige really. Oh, she's yes. up there for 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 chicks with their entrance music. Paige is up there. I actually because like her music. It's funny because when um when Sonia and Mandy were coming out to her music for a while, I was like, mm, I love those girls. But I was like, they're really getting your pop. They're taking that Paige pop because that music kills right very good what about what about it's it's been remixed and it's a little more recent but i i think the person you gotta go with for having i mean definitely on the mount rushmore at least sasha banks with snoop yes agreed her new one especially with snoop very good very strong that's got to be up there um the whoa, whoa, the whoa chanting, the Becky Lynch, you know, when, when uh, she's a baby yeah. face, that's up there. Yeah. Yeah. What a fired up segment this has been. While we're talking about the best entrance themes in all of WWE, the conversation bled into the commercial break, bled into while we're starting the show and our producer's <laughs> telling us to shut up so we don't ruin the beginning of the segment. It's so hard to pick, you know, like it's all these different themes can really take you back. I mean, just the way music is anyways, it can transport you to a time and a place. And when you were a huge fan of somebody, you know, we mentioned having like, you know, somebody like big shows, well, it's the big show. Like that will, you know, that's really great to, to Mark Henry with the three, six mafia. Like there's so many good themes. It's hard to pick. I love it. You also brought up a great point. (laughs) It is cool. You brought up a great point about, uh, 
how a lot of the songs start with a familiar sound or a familiar, you know, line or a melody or whatever the case may be. Right. But then we started going through the list. It's like, yeah, Austin's glass breaking edges. You think you know me? There's this there's this initial setup to what's coming. Yeah. And then with Austin, it's the dun 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 dun. I really think that that. Yeah. I think that really makes a star on a different level. And, you know, I use Paige's music as yes. an example for that, too, with that, like, scream. And then it would, like, and then it would go into her music from there. And, yeah, I, I do think that there really is something to be said for having that little moment before your music kicks in. And I know it's kind of hard to have too much control over what exactly your entrance music is going to be. Sometimes yeah. you get handed something. Sometimes you do really have a heavy hand in what your music's going to sound like, but it's really hard to get it right. And it's important as hell. What about the original Bray Wyatt, Wyatt family? Yes. That. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's Mount Rushmore, but you know, 20 years from now you ask, you know, adults who are kids now, what their tops are, I mean, that was an all-timer, especially for modern. Like, if we were doing, like, the last 10 years of Mount Rushmore, that would yeah. definitely be on there. I know we're not, well, but, yeah, even that, like, that's a Even, too. like, the way Brox is, like, Brox comes in with that, like, that, like, yeah. sound thing, like, right at the very top as well. You're like, oh, shit, the beast is coming out. Um, I really like the Million Dollar Man edition into this and the Roddy Piper oh. editions. Those are okay. really right. quality... Um, entrance music. Who are you taking away? Because I, I mean, money, 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 and you hit that, and the, and the and the and the beat drops like that might enter my Mount Rushmore. Like the million dollars man, the million dollar man's music is iconic. But I, I just. I don't think I can take anyone out, Renee. I, I, mean, I can't I can take, take anyone out of mine out. either. I feel pretty um, hard and fast about what my top four are. I don't know that I'm willing to move yeah. anybody around. But, God, there's some honorable mentions. It's really hard to to really pay proper, proper tribute to everybody, especially yeah, when you want to go a little bit uh, into the perif, into some of those uh, into some of those entrance themes. And, yeah, I mean, John, John Cena is definitely one of those that um, – <sighs> That's it's a really banger. top tier. It's top tier. Oh, my god! Still gosh. to this day. It's been his song for 15, however many years. I mean, it's been a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, and you know what? We could have the same conversation in the MMA space, too, because yeah. um, the entrance is extremely important to the branding of a fighter. I mean, uh, Chuck Liddell came out to DMX. Uh, Anderson Silva infamously came out to DMX for all those years. I mean, people have their music and it, and it's a part of their brand, Renee. So I I completely agree. However, sometimes I think certain fighters come out to music that pumps them up more than music that will pump up the crowd. And I get that because it, you know, it is for you, but I think in terms of getting over brother, um, being able to have music that that the crowd's (laughs) going to be really into and want to lean into, I do think that it's super crucial. Um, you know, and you get to hear music from all over the world, depending on where the fighters from, you know, you're going to get the songs that really mean something to them, depending on where they grew up and, and what kind of music they're listening to in a different language and everything. So it can be a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to entrance music in MMA and not a lot of, you mentioned a few people that stick to their music, but a lot of people rotate through their music as well. That's true. 
that's true. There's not. I mean, uh, you know, like a guy like Chris Weidman, he came out to won't back down for damn near every fight, but not everyone right. is like that. Some people like to switch it up. We were just talking mm-hmm. about Cindy Lauper uh, and everything she's given to the the business of professional wrestling, specifically the WWF slash WWE. Uh, you know, you think about Cindy Lauper just a week or two ago. I don't know. Time flies so quickly around here, Renee. But uh, tied to Ivasa <laughs> coming out to girls just want to have fun. Yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, that was amazing Beautiful. because that's He's what the best. I mean. It's also intim- it's intimidating. Right? You see a big giant man like that coming down to girls just want to have fun? I agree. It's intimidating if a guy comes out to a music like that or if somebody comes out to, like, classical music, you know some shit's about to go down. The guy's a psychopath. It's some, you know? some Sean Strickland shit. <laughs> totally, totally. Sitting in, his, sitting, in his, sitting in his apartment with his microwave mac and cheese, one chair, oh dinner God. table in front of him, black and white TV with, like, Bach or Beethoven <laughs> playing on, like, one of those old-timey <laughs> sonophones or whatever the hell you call them. Yeah, psychopath oh shit, Renee. You God. are absolutely correct. Yeah. It's funny. I used to sometimes uh, listen to classical music when I'd walk through the airport uh, when I was traveling a lot, and it made me feel like some like a, yeah, it made me feel like a psychopath for sure. It's not normal, uh, but it made me feel like I was smart, and I'm not. Um, so I highly recommend it if, if you would like to feel a little more educated. <laughs> Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.